The Holy Gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I choose you. And I appoint you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last so that the father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I'm giving you these commands so that you may love one another. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Just about three years ago, the world was finally introduced to the great preacher we all know, Bishop Michael Curry. At the royal wedding for Prince Harry and Meghan, he was invited to preach. And there, he made an impact that I do not believe the Episcopal Church was in any way expecting or prepared for. They said it was the sermon heard round the world, the sermon of love that he preached to a room of celebrities and royalty and to televisions and screens everywhere. It was quite the moment to have someone like Bishop Curry take such a prominent stage and to have a platform to share a message of the gospel unlike any other. For us, Episcopalians, those of us who've been in this tradition for a while and have heard Michael Curry preach before or speak, perhaps we were not surprised. He is an excellent preacher, and the things he said didn't sound that radical to me, someone who listens to the message of the Episcopal Church so often, the message of love. But to others, it sounded radical. To those unfamiliar with our traditions, with our preaching, with our theology, it felt like this explosion of radical love and acceptance and a frame on Christianity that those less familiar with our tradition actually enjoyed hearing. Our gospels can often throw us curveballs, strange stories and parables and instances that we have to make sense of on Sunday mornings that preachers have to wrestle with, jump through hoops, and twist and turn to get it back to this message that we hear today. This is always the message I am trying to point us back to, 
to root ourselves in this message of love. What more could we ask for than to get to sit within this gospel this morning to immerse ourselves in this language of love that we hear from the gospel of John? As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. Think about that. We are being told that God loves us, loves us, and is inviting us to abide in that love. This is the heart, the heart of our gospels, of our relationship with God. Where it gets complicated is when we are unwilling to examine what we mean by love. Love is a word that we can use and is so universally understood with a multitude of meanings that it's risky to not stop and say, what sort of love are we even talking about here? What is the love that we rest in with God? And what is the love that we are called to share as Christians? I recently started reading uh, Bishop Curry's new book, which is what started getting me thinking about the royal wedding and this challenge to the concept of love or this re-examination of it to define it, to live into it, to merge it with our faith. And it's a love that is not just romantic or friendly or kind. It's not just a love that is meant to make us feel good, but the love that we have from God is a radical love. It is a challenging love. It's an extraordinary love. A quote from the Royal Wedding Bishop Curry says, when love is the way, unselfish, sacrificial, redemptive, unselfish, sacrificial, redemptive. When love is the way, there is no child will go to bed hungry in this world ever again. When love is the way, we will let justice roll down like a mighty stream and righteousness like an ever-flowing brook. When love is the way, poverty will become history. Love becomes the bedrock and the foundation for our justice and interaction with the world. Love becomes the soil from which we grow to create the kingdom of God. Love is not just the natural outcrop of our work as Christians. Love is the foundation from which all other works and fruits grow. When we root ourselves in love, this love that Bishop Curry speaks of that is unselfish, sacrificial, and redemptive, love that is challenging and holds us even in tension with the world, love that is nuanced and complicated, is from that love that God invites us to work. It is from that love that we care for one another and care for those outside our walls. It is with that love that we encounter the gospel. And as Bishop Curry has been known to say, if it's not about love, it's not about God. 
Christians have done many things in the name of God and in the name of love that do not resemble either, in my opinion. But we can do extraordinary things when we as a community and as individuals are rooted in that love. How we can engage and come to know one another, how we can engage and come to know our community. Today is not only a Sunday in the season of Easter where we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord, it is also that well-known holiday, hallmark holiday though it may be of Mother's Day. All about love as well. And it too is complicated. We come to this day with feelings of love or sadness or grief or joy of complicated relationships with children and mothers and mothering figures in our lives. At the heart of this day, I think, at the best version of it that's not just about making money off of cards and flowers and chocolate, is celebrating a love like the love we know of God, a love that is unselfish, sacrificial, and redemptive. That relationship we enter into with the nurturing figures in our lives that challenges us and helps us grow and blossom. It's a complicated love. It's a love that challenges who we are and who we become. But it's from that love that we are most likely to grow into the best versions of ourselves. The reflections of who we are as created, embodied children of God in the image of God. The love of God is meant to comfort, but is also meant to push us as individuals and as our community. Where will, where will God's love push us to go next? How will God's love teach us to hold tensions in this world, to be in relationship with that that challenges us? God's love is extraordinary and powerful. And our work in this world, when rooted in that love, can be extraordinary and powerful as well. The relationship that we enter into God with, rooted in that love, will be transformative. May we hear this message of love this morning as the Gospels share with us that extraordinary promise that God gives us, that we are loved. And may we not take that for granted. And may we share that with the world. Amen.